Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Not Too Taboo. We're so glad you joined us today. Um, Miss Skylar Gray is going through a little period of teething again. And for all of you parents out there that have gone through this, it's like literally torture. It's the worst thing in the world because they don't sleep. So she's off her schedule right now. So we're not sleeping at all as of right this moment. I think we might fall asleep on the table. You know, parents out there can relate. I do things I shouldn't do in order to appease Skylar. Oh, so you're going to admit to this this week. Okay, let's see. Let's well, see. What do you do? In this particular instance, I brought her into to our bed. And Gretchen and I actually have one of those posturepedic beds where we each have our own separate side. And if I try to get frisky with her, <laughs> I, just I literally get button. stuck in the crack. <laughs> I and literally push the button. Not now, buddy. And I fold myself up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's literally what happened to me is because I bring Skylar in. I'm letting her play with the remote control. I oh, shouldn't let her play so with the remote control. Funny, but she's guys. upset. So I'm willing to let her play with it. And she starts hitting the buttons. And no, but no, but here, let me it tell you the story. Too, let me way. tell you the story. What happens is he brings Skylar into the bed and like, cause she's crying and upset. So he brings her in there. And then the guy decides, I know, let's give her a remote control. Like what? In the, that is not a toy. If I was a child, I would be interested in a remote that control, Gretchen. That is not a toy. And There's he buttons her, on it and they light up. Yeah. He hands her the remote control for the Tempur-Pedic that literally moves up and down and vibrates. And then Slade and like, Three seconds later is folded up like a full-blown taco. And he's like, what happened? She hit incline. <laughs> and it like, we couldn't turn it off. She wouldn't give the remote back. She's, she's crying. Screaming it yes, folded she's trying to me take the like a Tuesday special. Literally. It's taco Tuesday, baby. And he's, and he's folded <laughs> fold up and it's vibrating. He's like. Blah, 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 blah. And it's knees to chin. When that thing goes in half, it is knees to chin. And he like, Skylar's having a blast. Skylar's cracking up. I'm trying to find the remote. She's screaming as I'm like trying to pull the remote out of her mouth. Mind you, She's putting it in her mouth. So now it's she's like slobbering on the remote. It's electronic. That's probably going to die because you gave the child the remote. You guys, he gives her the weirdest things. Literally. He's like, here, I know. Here's a, a, a cord that you plug your phone in with because that's a good idea. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about right now, Gretchen. <laughs> exactly. He hands her the cord, you guys, to the phone that you plug in and charge the phone with. And the kid, child has the one end in her mouth. And I'm like, I'm going to seriously kill you. Why That's you not how it happened, Gretchen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tell me how it happened. I then. do not have time right now to have an excuse. <laughs> I'm having a moment. We'll have to come back to that one. I would actually just like for the listeners to send you messages. Mm-hmm. about the things their spouses have done that's improper. <laughs> yeah. Like what what <laughs> thing have you handed better? your child like a pair of scissors? I mean what <laughs> what have you done that you know is wrong? <laughs> but you've me- done it in the moment to appease <laughs> to appease your child. And the reason I want to know is I just want to feel like I'm not alone. Yeah, so that so, I don't feel so I don't feel so bad that my husband is What did you call yourself earlier? What was the thing in your book? What did you call yourself? I had a name for a myself. A dumbass. A dumbass. Oh, well, I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a bonehead. Well, or, I went straight to dumbass. Okay, sorry. The more you know, the easier it is to avoid the dumbasses around you. Yes, yeah, see, dumbasses. Dumbasses. I actually said boneheads. Oh, see, now you're confusing. I us. could have said idiots. So, boneheads. So, you were a bonehead in that moment. Would you admit to that? So, possibly I. Uh, we have an audio problem. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so possibly I need to read this more. Someone once said, "The more you know, the easier it is to avoid the bonehead around the boneheads around you." Yeah. So apparently, I need to. <laughs> to avoid I admitted you to the fact. Costs. I admitted to the fact that I, they were talking about me. Give me back my book. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm looking for some support here. There's got to be other guys out there that are in relationships that have children that have done things that are improper. And if, if they write in and send you messages, I can just go see I'm not alone. Everybody does it, Gretchen. Well, our next guest that we have coming in today, you guys, he has a newborn too. So I'm going to definitely ask him how he's dealing with all of the new newborn stuff and yeah, being a parent. He's super smart and successful, Gretchen. He won't relate. <laughs> so you guys stay tuned for this episode of Not Too Taboo. We're so excited about our next guest. I'm more we, excited than you are. That we actually wore flannels just to represent. Isn't that funny? It is true. And, I, you know, we did some research on you. Yeah. And we're already having a bromance. <laughs> I, I, I liked, I, uh, I, I was so taken uh, by your music that it's already on my phone. Yes. Thank you. Believe yeah. that, and but, I'm not very musically educated. That's, but for everyone out that's a, there. That's a big step in, know, in like a right? music relationship. Right. Once you, once we're you having make a the music phone. I know. Gretchen. I know. I know. <laughs> everyone out there that has never heard of this amazing artist, you have to put his music on your phone. Which is impossible, by the way. Because living under a rock. See, exactly. Um, he's a singer, a songwriter whose debut single shot to number one, you guys, on the country music charts. His second single was another number one, and his debut album has more than 1 billion, I said billion, streams worldwide. Please welcome Jordan Davis. Yeah! Thank y'all so much. I need y'all to follow me around whenever I walk <laughs> we're, into we're a room. We're happy to do that. We're happy Just to be do like, that. hey. And remind know, everybody, right? hey man, don't, don't single her up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Exactly. It's true. No, you know what, uh, Jordan, you had such an amazing year last year. I just want to touch on some of the things that happened for you. In March of last year, you won Best New Con Country Artist at the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Then in March, you also had the hit number one, Take It From Me. And then in April, Slow Dance in a Parking Lot released. Which I've done with myself many times, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> in May, you were nominated for CMT Breakthrough Video of the Year. And then in November 17th, you had your baby girl, Eloise Lurkin Davis, 19 and three, three quarters, quarters long. long and eight yep. pounds. Almost, yep. as, almost as long as Skyler. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, congratulations. And y'all as well, congratulations on Skyler. Thank you That's so amazing. much. So you've had like this amazing, incredible year. And it it's just so great for you. Tell us um, a little bit about that. But actually, before we get into that, here's the thing I really want to talk to you about because obviously, Strap yourself in, Jordan. Here it comes. Right. obviously everybody knows all these wonderful things that have happened to you and all the stuff that's going down. But I, what I find fascinating is your story is, is how this all happened. And I want to get to the core of, um, you know, the kind of this transition into what happened for you because you intended to be a songwriter, right. not actually a singer. And even before that, you went to school and studied something completely different than what you're doing today. Yeah. So start us back then when you went to school, you studied something, you got a job, and then how did you end up becoming a songwriter? So uh, country music has been something that's been in the family for a long time. My uncle uh, was a songwriter, moved to Nashville in the 80s uh, and had some success uh, with Tracy Lawrence and some other, you know, traditional, you know, classic country guys. And um so, like, I knew that songwriting was a profession. I knew that you could make a living doing it. Right. Uh, so, like, I had a different view on it from day one uh, and kind of how the inner workings of Nashville and, um, and, and, but never thought of it as a career. Like, you know, it was just something I loved and something yeah. that my uncle did. And, and, and well, I'm, I was a huge fan of country music. Um, so, you know, I kind of just followed the same path of like, well, I'm graduate high school, I'll go to college, I'll get a degree. Yeah. 
and then I'll get the job and then the house and all that stuff. Yes, and the blueprint. Just the yeah, the yes, blueprint. Which my mom was be. very happy about. Yes. She's like, hey, that sounds great. <laughs> well, was there was there was there fear at all in any way of of chasing that career in music? Because again, you mentioned that you you had an advantage. You've seen the success that can come from it. Yeah. Um, so you understood it, but at the same time, you made a decision to kind of just. I guess stick to the the standard of going to school, getting a good degree. Because my son did the same thing, by the way. Very musically talented, plays yeah. every instrument by ear, w- w- wicked vocals. Yeah, uh, and we have relationships in music. We've, we've been involved in it yeah. to a certain degree. I couldn't get him to step in because he's like, it's not a secure job. Well, that, that's the thing. I think that was one of the reasons why it even cemented more the college that route because yeah. it was like, not only yes, my uncle did have success. But like one or two songs is when you start talking about a 20-year career, like that's a tough – so like just as much as I saw the successes, I saw the five or six-year periods where he didn't have a cut by anybody. And like you're kind of – so maybe it was – I think there is something bad about seeing too much behind the curtain as opposed to like just being like – Just jumping in. Just a a love of music. It's like, hey, I'm going to go to Nashville and be a big star. I'm impassioned. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so – yeah. So, but okay. So, you went to school for what? What did you actually get your degree in? I graduated in environmental science uh, with uh, uh, it was in resource conservation. So, did you get a job in that field? I did. I worked. Uh, a buddy of mine had an environmental company in Baton Rouge. Uh, he was working on some like residential erosion control. Sounds riveting. Yeah, it's as riveting yes. as it riveting. sounds. <laughs> uh, well, it makes sense with what's happening down there. Yeah, actually, absolutely. You know, what's happening so, in New Orleans? And, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a huge thing. So, like, he, you know, he, he's him and a buddy has started the company. Um, I had met him through uh, the place I was bartending at through college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I graduated, I went to work with him. Um, worked for probably right at five or six months with him, and um, and realized that that blueprint wasn't. As it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't you know, as wasn't, fulfilling, right? Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't very happy. Uh, my brother had already moved to Nashville and was writing songs. Yeah. Uh, so it was just kind of one of those conversations at night. I, I came home from work. It was super late. And I called my brother, and he's getting ready to go to a writer's round in Nashville. And um, it just kind of hit me. I was like, man, what am I doing? Like, yeah. This is something I love to do, and I'm not super happy right here. And at the time, I was single, and... Decided right then. I hung the phone up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my two weeks in tomorrow. And, really? And, and, and you're Nashville. moving to, to Nashville. Nashville. Wow. I mean, were you were you afraid in that moment? Were you like, what am I doing? I just went to school. I spent all this money on college. Yeah. And, like, what was your thoughts in that moment? I mean, you know, I, I, it wasn't like the, it wasn't a job that I was going to really grow in. It was just something that I was going to be able to put on a resume and hopefully get a better job with the oil and gas company. That was kind of my my the Long-term pinnacle vision, of what I was yeah. looking at. Right. And so um yeah, I didn't have any money and I was like, man, I'm bartending still. I was yeah. still bartending two or three days a week. Uh so I was like, you know what? I can bartend in Nashville. Yeah. Just and, and still write songs. Um so like it wasn't I, I wasn't as it wasn't it really didn't hit me until I got to Nashville and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I did this. Yeah. Like this is like yeah this is real life now. Yeah. Um and so when but, you got there, what like what did you do? Where, how did where did you start? Did you just start trying to like send out songs or talking to people? Or like how did you even get in the door? Uh, you know, luckily having you know my brother and my uncle there, I already kind of had a leg up on like some some things to do to kind of get you plugged into Nashville. So yeah, um, I did. I got hooked up with a company called ASCAP, it's a PRO company right. in Nashville, yep. which yeah. helped you know new writers. They huge. manage our pub catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so like yeah. you know, and do an amazing job in Nashville with with new guys that come to town, 
And uh, so, yeah, it started taking meetings with them, and uh, they were kind of hooking me up with new writers that were coming in. Uh, but then after that, you know, I feel like it's like a two or three month period with them where they're very, you know, very hands on. And then it's great that they're just kind of like, all right, you know, there you go. We've given you the tools now. And now it's on you. Um, luckily, Nashville is very, you know, the community is amazing. And um, and I was able to meet a lot of great guys and just kind of kind of get to get get a build a writing community and so uh, when and they start. say it's on you though like what does that mean like you have to go i because i don't know enough about this side of the music business to understand yeah. like what happened so so you had been writing since you were a young boy right yeah and then so did you take lyrics like from when you're a little boy and say hey here here they are when when you say you're writing are you just writing lyrics or are you actually playing music like how does well that yeah work? here's here's the question actually because as Gretchen has some experience with this. Don't let her fool you. She's yeah. she's got some songs on iTunes, and that's because we forced her. Yeah, uh, literally. She's she's always forced. written, but never ever <laughs> intended to sing her own music because right. she just was never that confident in her voice, which I think was a mistake. I've been there. So right, so I had to get her drunk uh, in order to, to record. <laughs> He's not telling the story correctly. So I am kind my, of telling it correctly. Here's the here's the backstory. <laughs> let me tell you the story. I have always been a writer since I was a little girl, just writing in my journal. But also, I had this separate journal that was like writing songs. Yeah. And in my brain, I was like, I'm going to write all these songs, and one day a, a big recording artist will record these. Right. That was what my thought was. Yeah. So then, when I was on Housewives, I got the opportunity to to present these lyrics to some recording artists, and as that process was going down, when I was in studio and one of the persons were singing the song, I was like, that's not right. That's not how I wanted to sound. Because we had a demo artist, right? We yeah. had a demo artist coming in and singing the music and Gretchen was not happy with the way that I they were like, actually singing I was like, you're missing what it. I'm trying to get out of the song. So, and so Slade's like, well, why don't you go sing? I was like, boy, are you smoking crack? No, I'm not going to go up there and sing. And, <laughs> and he's like- And producer's like, your voice is better than the demo artist. No, get, in the get in the booth, girl. Well, he didn't say that yet. You, I said, I'm not doing it. He gave me two glasses of champagne and then I got into the booth and I started it. singing and the guy was like, why are you not singing the song? Like, I yeah. don't get this. Why are you not doing it? And I was like, no, I no way. And I, you know, being a public figure, I'm on a rally show. People are already like, you know, have so many opinions about you. You're putting yourself out there like oh, on yeah. a whole other level of vulnerability when you do that. So I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And so that's how that whole thing came about. And I feel like you had somewhat of a similar experience 100%. to this. Were you recording? I guess your question was going to be, you're writing this stuff. Were you actually recording the vocals or are you bringing in other demo artists? No, I was, I was, I was doing the vocals. I was yeah. playing guitar, doing, you know, singing on all my, on my demos. Um, but it was kind of that same thing where it was like, I remember, I always tell this, this one story about going in and, you know, moved to town. Like I said, the ideal was to have other artists cut my songs. Yeah. And I take a publishing meeting. Yeah. And the, publisher tells me you have you put a lot of words in your songs and that's hard for people to remember all those words and i don't know i don't know which sounds terrible because i mean like you no, know i totally get you on, i still get you yeah like <laughs> and so and then and then and then he said I, and i also don't know who i would pitch these songs to they're very unique to you Interesting. and so i remember going to the house and thinking like this is this is bad. Like this is a major problem. Yeah. If I'm not writing songs that can be, but that was a gift. That was a gift in that moment because I will tell you, knowing what I do know about that business, is the publisher was attempting you to get to dumb down your music. Yeah. Because there's a belief that they have to placate to a certain exactly. level of individual, 100%. right? One hundred percent. And what you were writing was probably far more sophisticated. And I feel because I because I. I 
honestly, I really like your music. Thank you. Um, uh, he did. He could, literally, he was like, I even downloaded it all on my phone. That's how much I like it. I was like, like we wow, get to talk to Jordan? Really like how did this phone? happen? <laughs> <laughs> Producer Shannon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're super excited, by the way. So, Thank you. you. Know, um, but no, you're, you're 100% right. I do think that there's there's a stigma of of you don't want to, you almost don't want it to be too, you don't want to say too much or you don't yeah. want it to be, you don't want to go above anybody. And, and, and I do believe that like, I'm, I put a lot of effort in, into, to, to saying something in my music and, and I also don't sing about the traditional country things. Like yes. I'm not like, a, I'm not yeah. a back road or a dirt, a truck or, you know, that kind of guy. And we're going to come back to that too. Cause I have an opinion about something. Gretchen's mad at me. Yeah. But anyway, no, right. you can, you can, you can bring that up now. This is, it's interesting that you bring that up specifically because this is what Slade said to me when we started, you know, looking at the actual lyrics of your music and we found it so interesting because a lot of country music is, you know, a little bit, I guess I want to say a little bit darker in a way. Like there, it's very, you know, I'm drinking whiskey all day and I'm doing, you know, and all of yeah. that that kind of a voice behind it. And we found your songs to be very different than that and very different than traditional country music. Yeah. yeah. And, and I saw, I did, I saw uh, an, an interview done by a colleague of yours. I'm not allowed to say her name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. But what was interesting is during that interview that she talked about the fact that, you know, she was drinking and hanging out with the wrong people and her life went to shit. And, you know, my life basically became uh, what I focused on because she was interested in the dark side of things. Right. And and I think that, you know, again, that placates to a certain group of individuals that want to justify the struggle or justify the fact that their life is crap. Right. But at the end of the day, you chose that. Yeah. You know, and I, I see a path and a direction for the content of your music that I find super refreshing. And honestly, I believe that if you look at the success of what you've written, and the fact that it it's viral. I mean, there's no doubt. It's it's yeah. amazing. And then you look at what's happening with some of these other artists and the amount of people listening to that content. There's a dramatic difference. Right. Like I mean, a billion you're, you're, hits you're, difference. <laughs> yeah, like a billion hits difference. And I think you're setting a new standard for what you're able to do with this platform. And I think it's really cool. I appreciate that. Because that, that, you know, as a fan of songwriting, like I love, you know, songwriters that, do their own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think like Ben Rector is one of my favorite songwriters out there, an amazing singer. Right. And and doesn't, you know, kind of does his own thing. And I've, yeah. I've toured with Kip Moore a couple of times. And I feel like Kip has been that way of like, you know, he's, he's and it sounds terrible when you say it like this, but I, I understand exactly what he's saying. He's like, do you have to train your fans to what kind of show they're coming to? Yeah. So it's like, you know, if, if you want them to come to show and just drink and stumble out right and just think like wow that was a good time right then train your fans that that's what your show is going to be or if you want to write some music that you deeply care about and you want them to actually listen to it yeah. then you have to train them and it may take a little while but you have to train them that like hey i'm going to grab my guitar halfway through this set and i want to play five acoustic songs that i love and have them listen to it and actually engage with you You know, making that leap and taking that step to go from, you know, the secure job, quote unquote, of what you think, you know, you should be doing and the life that you should be living and, you know, getting married and having the kids and the white picket fence and the whole thing that yeah. I'm sure you had in your mind. And then taking that leap and saying, no, you know what? I'm not going to go that traditional way. I'm going to go a different way. Do you think there's something to be said for, um, 
you know, choosing to do what makes you happy rather than going after things that is just really for money, really, and yeah. security. No, 100%. I mean, I, I was, I, I, and still, even those first couple of years in Nashville was extremely tough. Like, yeah. you know, from, you know, I moved in 2012. I didn't sign my first publishing deal until the end of 2015. Wow. So those years in between, there were a lot of really tough, I mean, months yeah. where, you know, you kind of, and now even, you know, with, in the age of social media, we're getting everybody's highlight reel yep. every time we open our phone. So yep. I'm seeing my buddies back home that are buying the house and yep. doing that thing that I thought I was on a path to get to yeah. and kind of b and bailed on it Yeah, because I wanted to be happy. And then you kind of start second, you know, you're like, yep. start well, man, should I have done, like, should I go back to Louisiana? Should mm -hmm. I get back in, you know, like, and I mean, you know, thank God I just, just stuck with it. And, and um, What made but, you stick with it? So after that meeting I said I had, I, I was like, you know, um, if if I, if my songs aren't pitchable for somebody, then I've got to find another way to do this. I've got to either sing these songs by myself and, and do it do it my way. Um, and I kind of just got a chip on my shoulder. And, and then at that point it became kind of a, a personal thing of me against Nashville. And I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm going to like – I gave up a lot to to come up here and do this, and um, and at that point I was getting old enough to where I was like, I I can't, I'm I'm either in it or I'm not. You yeah, know? and um and so I just kind of the chip on my shoulder just kind of kept me going. So what was that big break for you? What was that moment that it changed? I got a meeting with uh, Universal Records and mm -hmm. uh and. Nashville, um, they had pitched some of my songs to some other artists that were on the label, and they passed on all of them. But wow. somebody at the label had heard heard my voice, heard my demos, and uh, and set a lunch up, and and went to lunch that day. And and I was still not sure what the meeting was about. Yeah, like record. Yeah, like if you're passing in my 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 music. Yeah, why, why are why we are you, talking? Why are you talking? Like, yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so we 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 had a lunch, and and it basically came down. You know, before she left, she was like. Well, I love your voice. I love what you're doing. I think it's unique, and 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 um, you know, I would love to to come to a show, and and possibly you know look at a recording contract with you. And wow. those were two words that I never thought would ever come to, to me. You. Not to mention, I'd only played one band show in my entire life. Really, at that up time? To this. Yes. Oh and, my wow. gosh. And I say this: so I signed a. I can say this now because they, they I have my record deal and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Hopefully, as yeah. he looks to the people yeah, in the yeah. room. <laughs> uh, when I inked the deal, I had played three full band shows in my entire life. Wow! And so, so were you so deal. scared to have them come and like because you said she was going to come and terrified. watch you? Terrified, terrified, right? Terrified, terrified. Like, oh my god! I set up right after the right after the lunch. Uh, we we did two weekend two a Monday and a Tuesday night show. In Jacksonville, Alabama, um, just threw a ragtag band together. Went down there, uh, played two. We played two sets. We we played for an hour. Kind of showcase, we, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but leading up to this, there was nobody in the bar. This was like leading up to the showcase. So like we were just we were paid a hundred bucks. Oh my god! To come, I probably lost five hundred getting everybody down there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and just to kind of get used to it and get used to yeah. being on stage. But um, wow, but yeah. And then they we we finally did a showcase. They told me still they were like, hey, we can tell you are very green, but we we're, we're 
willing to stick it out with you. So well, that's, this is a testament yeah. to, to you actually sticking to, you know, your belief system, because, you know, we've had artists that were part of a pub deal. We bought, we bought someone else's catalog. Yeah. Um, and when there was artists tied to that, but when you have these strict requirements to produce X number of songs, you know, per day or per week, what happens is you end up cr- cramming a bunch of crap in there just to hit the number yeah, yeah. really and not really being able to think through the quality of that lyric or the quality of the content that, that you're writing right so i'm sure that if you had a pub deal they're kind of going you don't do enough songs man yeah you're, you're too well thought out there's too much content here well you know that first that first year whenever it was i signed my deal and i had a i think a 24 song quota so like wow which which and that was and that was as a so if you do a two two-way write a co-writer on a song, that's only a half. That's only song. half, right? So yeah. like so we're I turned in, I think my first year I turned in 115 songs, total songs. And I ended up cutting, I think, four of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like wow. um round the clock writing and, and there's yeah. and they say in Nashville it's like you gotta write a hundred hundred bad songs to write one good one. Where I'm kind of like, I don't know, do you? Yeah. Like, is that like <laughs> yeah. is that really a, 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 a thing? thing? Or can you just really focus in on an idea? And and just eventually make it right. Well, speaking of good hit songs, singles you up. This is a good one. It really is so good. And and what I loved about it is I looked up a little bit of the history of the song too. And and it was a friend that got engaged, right? Yep. And again, a more or more positive and exciting moment in his life. Uh, and it helped helped you realize the lyrics behind this song. Don't let her go, man. It's yeah. a good thing you didn't screw it up he, he, and single her up. Smart not to single her up. Yeah. And that's what and in the second that was said, I remember just being like, Man, that's I've never heard it put like that. I was like, yeah. it's kind of a unique way of of writing it. And um initially we started down this path of like, I have this amazing girl and I never want to single her up. So we got like halfway through the verse and kind of started messing with the chorus on it. And I remember just being like, Man, I don't think this is the way we need to do this. Like it just didn't feel right. And I said, have you ever had a, a girl that had a boyfriend, but you think you could be a better boyfriend than the one she had? <laughs> and both of my co-writers were like, dude, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not and that we want to admit it, but yeah. 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 So and relatable. that's exactly when when it kind of flipped. And, uh, and I love that. that. When came, I saw that uh, title, I was like, singles? You? Like, I was so confused. And then you hear the lyrics and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, so good, totally right? spot on. I yeah. mean, I love that. That's, that's what I think is really cool and unique about your music is that there's so much storytelling that's going on. And then the titles make you kind of go, wait, what? what is this about? You know, what, yeah. what's going on there? So I love that. I have a question for him. It's a little bit of a segue because we were quite surprised um, at, at something that had happened. We, we had our daughter in the car. And we try to make sure she's listening to uh, music that is, uh, you know. You make l- it sound like we had her, like had her in the car, like physically. I birthed her in the car right then. I was like, <laughs> is that what you thought of when I said had her in the car? I was like, I, I was following I was you. Like, I, swear, I was like, I thought we had her in the hospital, but maybe sure. I was Gretchen, really bromance, high on- <laughs> bromance. Yeah. So Gretchen's in the back seat with Skylar, and I'm driving, and all of a sudden, these lyrics are on this this oh song God, that this she's listening so to, funny. and it's it's learning videos. Yeah. But one of the lyrics is. Hey, are you a dicky bird? <laughs> no, and Gretchen literally looks up in the mirror and she goes, Did I you hear, just hear dicky bird? I literally, they go, what? they said it twice. It's like, Hey, five little dicky birds, dicky birds, dicky. And I was like, And I, the, the first time I was like, Okay, I heard that wrong, right? And then it's because it's a learning video, right? Yeah. And so then it goes on and it's like, And four little dicky birds. And I look at the dicky and bird. I'm like, Dude, I this, is this, is, this is my question. So she looks at me and she goes, I go, Did, did they, they just say dicky bird? I was like, She's like, She's like, What is a dicky bird? And I, it's a dicky bird. Straight faced. I just go, Dude. That's what pussycats chase. 
I thought it was a valiant answer. You That's guys, a great answer. In, in the moment. Like, That's it an took amazing. me at least like four minutes to get his joke. And she, and she and goes, she goes, oh. I literally go like this. I go, oh, right. And then I was like imagining a cat like chasing a dicky bird. Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden I realized, Oh my God, I'm such a tool. He totally was making a joke about pussy. So the question is, would you actually use the lyric Dickie Bird in a song? I don't know if I could find a way to get that in there. I I don't think, I I don't know. I was hoping maybe a country music artist would know what a Dickie Bird is. Can we have someone in research look up Dickie Bird? I know, like, can we Google? Thank you, producer Shannon, because we would love to know what the hell a Dickie Bird is. It's in a child's learning video. So I'm like, what is it teaching him? I don't know. I I have no idea. The counting. Count, yeah, count oh, I guess it's just numbers. And, and the truth is, in my adult life, I've been a dicky bird a couple times. <laughs> not intentfully. Could we not have gone with a pinky bird? <laughs> Anything thought, other than dicky bird. Like, that's really interesting to me that dicky birds are like. Why is it not just a cat, but it has to be a pussy cat? <laughs> like, where did that come from? No, talking about lyrics, though, I want to ask you, is there anything too taboo for you to write about? Because we're on Not Too Taboo. And also, I want to know, um, why it's so taboo for country artists to take a political stance. And, and we're asking this question for, for a reason. We, we were excited to have a platform where we could attempt to address things people were afraid to talk about. Yeah. Because we think that most things should not be too taboo. Yeah. And, and because we are so open in our relationship, um, we believe there's a lot of success that has come from the fact of having an open and honest conversation. And, and we're hoping people can learn from that. Yeah. Um, I am the dumbass in the room all the time. Totally. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a run for your money today. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm super excited to have people like you here who's willing to share this stuff because yeah. it really does help us. It helps our listeners. So. Yeah. I mean, I think from day one coming into songwriting, Religion, politics have been the two taboo things that you don't touch on, and and I think it's awesome that you said that too. Is like, a that doesn't meet that kind of baseline of like what we're all trying to get to. Um, I've I've actually this uh, a friend of mine says in Nashville, uh, they don't want filet mignon, they want cheeseburgers. Interesting. Which I don't think that that's like I don't think it's necessarily true, but I can see why you would say that. Yeah. Um, when it comes to religion, I think everybody kind of gets a little iffy about that. It's something that I'm, I have no problem at all throwing my faith in a song. Uh, I have some on the last album. I have a couple songs on this next album that I'm very proud of that That's are great. that are very faith faith forward songs. When it comes to politics, I think especially in country music, there is a we we have a a fan base that we think is what we what. If you're this, if you listen to country music, right? And, and are we prejudging that fan base? One hundred percent. By assuming yeah. that, one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I think that like, it's it's that's not the case. I mean, like you know, the country is just as popular in the Northeast as it is in the Southeast, and you know, like we were talking about coming over here. Like we have a tour this year that's doing really well, and we're hitting all four regions. You know, and um, so I think that's the, why politics kind of come into something you know kind of taboo as far as songwriting like uh, is that kind of like a what's the word i'm looking for is that kind of like just a no-no within country music like 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 is the, it known, it's a known thing the labels tell you don't touch on politics don't go out and talk about politics like is that a thing th- they don't like i they don't dictate it no, no 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 i they definitely don't think they, they don't dicky bird around <laughs> i definitely think it's it's something that they're they have never told me how, like, I should take this out of a song or I shouldn't write about this. They they allow us to be artists and say what we want. That's great. Um, but I, I think it's a, I think it is the, 
which I mean, you know, politics are so. I feel like even now, yeah. even so divided, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the 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 middle ground is so small, and you know, I, th- I think that if some if an artist thinks that if I say this, then I'm going to lose a whole side of people that yeah. that don't feel this way, or um, or vice versa, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the reason why politics just gets kind of iffy. But I love I love that about about who you are as an individual though because again, you know, people may say that, you know, your music and and the fact that you've chosen to be you yeah. and, and not assume the listener is going to be too uneducated to get the concept, you know, that would make you a bit too taboo. Right. You know, and the way you're writing music according to the industry, yeah. and you're looking past that. You know, you're just doing you, and I think that the result and the impact that you're having on those fans is is self evident. Yeah, that it's evident. More sure. people like you should be willing to push those boundaries. Yeah, talk about more intelligent, more upbeat things. I mean, that's what's think, what I really love about your music. And yeah. I think country, like the country music fans are they're they are they're very they're, they're smart everywhere. people. They're and smart they're people. They're everywhere. They they're they don't all so hunt much. and fish. Yeah. They don't all live in the country. Like right. you know, and 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 I get that there's like a a branch of country music that is like it's very traditional. It's very rooted in mm-hmm. in what made country music so special. And I'm and I love that. And you know, there's guys one of my favorite Tyler Childers is a guy that I love what he does and he's so totally different than what I do. Um but I still love the music he's making yeah. and, and 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 he has a huge following. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it's just a very wide genre that sometimes I feel like we try to, for some reason, we try to make so small and yeah. try to like almost like exclude people from it. Right. And and I just don't think that in the long run, I don't think that the health of the genre is going to benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to change uh, gears a little bit. I want to talk about the, the really exciting thing in your life, um, which is your baby girl. And um, your wife, your wife, uh, Kristen, right? Yeah. And she's an attorney, she and is. you are a, uh, a singer-songwriter. So I'm so curious how those two worlds blend together, and you know, from the corporate world to the to our meeting is pretty wild. And then your meeting, I want to yeah. know all about it. So give us a little little taste of what your world behind the scenes of you know the singer that the world knows is. Uh, for me, it's very. Um, it's awesome to have Kristen, who's so driven, like one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, an amazing lawyer, like just got named one of a partner at her firm. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations, Kristen. Year. Yeah. Good job, babe. Yeah. And, we'll see you here next time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like just so, and, and just very passionate about it. And, uh, you know, for me, music is something that I love and I'm very passionate about and sometimes can get a little too passionate about it. Uh, and kind of put my whole world in what I'm making, what I'm my singles, right. you know, whatever, whatever's going on. And uh, it's the best thing for me is to come home and see. I'm guilty of my music taking priority over over the house. Yeah. Sometimes over our relationship, the whole whole nine yards, and and I'm, something I'm working on, but like I just get really caught up in it, and, and I'm and I'm and I, I care about it. But um, it's awesome to come home and see Kristen, who's just as passionate about what she does, but she's so much better at turning it off than I am. And and it helps me just be like, hey, let's leave work at work. Yeah. And you know, for and she works from home. So 
it's kind of like when you leave your office and I'm off the road or if I'm home from a ride or out of the studio, like let's be a family. Let's be let's us, be let's together. be a family yeah. and let's let work be we'll worry about work in the morning. Is that yeah. a female is that a female thing? <laughs> Probably. Because Gretchen does this to me too, by the way. Because <laughs> I'm 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 bad, I think, sometimes at turning it off. I mean, yeah. I'll be up to all hours of the night working on on different projects. Yeah. And she's she's been really, really great at just saying, look, we need to shut it off. It's like we're working so hard yeah. to get to a point where you feel like you have financial independence or you have the means to go away for a week and go on vacation and like do all these things. Yeah. I I think it's moments like that. And I appreciate what you said that you commend your wife for being that person because I think sometimes men get frustrated because they feel like the wife is nagging or this or that. And I love the fact that you are commending her and saying, you know what, um, I need to do more of this. And it's so easy to get caught up in your career, especially as a new songwriter and singer and, you know, embarking on this new journey of your life. And you have these number one hits and it's like, you have this, I got to stay there and I got to do this. And I, I so understand that. But at the end of the day, truly what matters is those moments with your family and your loved ones. Yeah. And Jordan and I love very strong, powerful women, Gretchen. Yeah, I love like the it. fact that they put like their foot down. And we do are all these so things. blessed that we oh, have. Read? <laughs> why can't I read? I don't know. But no, why I mean, I'm like struggling with my. And reading. also, too, the addition, as y'all know, the addition yes. of a kiddo will realign a lot of things in your world. Yes, and uh, just so am- amazing too. Uh, being a girl dad. Yep. I've got three. Goodness. Not two, three the, girls, but two no, boys and three, a girl. No, three kids, but the two older boys are boys. Yeah. And then now being a girl dad, it like it is so different and it it's incredible. Yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, guys, but yeah. How yeah. was that moment for you when when you had her? What was that like for you? Was that did was it different? Did something change? Yeah. I, I've just never, and this sounds so corny, but like I've never felt like an attachment yeah. like that before. Yeah. And I love my wife very much, but yeah. like the second I saw Eloise and the, and the nurse was like, you you know, you come dad, you got to hold yeah. her. I was terrified. <laughs> I was just like, uh, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that that's something that I'll just, I'll never forget, like, you know, holding her for the first time. But it's just, um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's tough to put into words, you know, like yeah. just the the emotions and the love that you have for, for your something child, that yeah. you've seen for 25 seconds, maybe. Right. Yeah. Like, and is that your pause? Like, so when you, when you choose to kind of step down and, and take that pause and relax a little bit, is it just that time with family? Like, what do you guys do? Yeah. It's, it's spending time at the house, uh, anything, you know, and now seeing what our wives go through in, during pregnancies, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, it's a different, it's a, it's a different love for them. It's a, it's a love for Eloise that you've never known. Um, so it's anything they that they want to do. I, I bow down to those women in the moms club. Yeah, uh, because it is a very, very incredibly challenging, difficult, brutal thing. Yeah, uh, I am a pussycat when it comes to. <laughs> I'm right there uh, with you. Yeah, man. Man, it's just it's oh, it's so it. hard. No, you and know it's, what? It's I, amazing. I'm you're a great father, and I bet that you're a great father. Obviously, I don't. I'm not hanging out yeah, with yeah. you every day, but the way that you're talking, we could change that, Gretchen. Your yeah. wife, he's super and popular. It'd be great for us to spend some time with him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, um, I heard that you and your wife are. Looking for nannies right now, or we in the are. process of dealing with nannies. Goodness okay, gracious. we. Is this not the this. hardest thing ever? This is so hard. The, like, is it not like we're I mean, struggling? We're struggling. It's like no, we finally it's, found it, a gal, the, but, but it, it is, is the, so hard. It's the hardest thing to think like <laughs> right that you're gonna leave. Are you like, good enough to be with my kid? <laughs> become the most judgmental person ever well, and yeah. you didn't even realize it. And like the scariest part is you're like, how in the world am I supposed to leave this 
perfect little human being with a perfect with, stranger. With this monster. Yeah. <laughs> like with this perfect stranger. They, like we found our gals on care.com. And like, unfortunately, the first one we had, we thought she was amazing and wonderful. And then she went a little cray cray. And we were like, oh my gosh. And this is after three and a half months of her being with our baby. <laughs> yeah. I can see the look in yes, your eyes. And it's because like, I want to tell a story and I know she won't let me. No, she can't <laughs> tell a story. But it was really, it was really scary. We were just like, what happened? Like just the like it went to crazy town all of a sudden. And we were like, it's, oh my gosh. And we've yeah. been letting our baby stay with this person. Like she was saying well, things that didn't even happen. And we were like, how are you even like oh saying? God. Yeah, like weird stuff. But it's because it's because with with any situation, people show you what they think you want to see. Right. Put that best foot forward until they get comfortable yeah. or until something happens. And then the true person shows the real, up. Yeah. And then it's like, and you you don't want to feel like you have to take that risk with your child. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, so how what are you guys doing? How are you finding a nanny, so especially is, being a public figure, that's even more scary. She has reached out to an agency in Nashville yeah. that has worked with like some other country artists. Great. Uh, and we have some meetings set up when I get back in town. Yeah. That I'm like super nervous about. Yeah. Like I've never. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm not the one that's on the on the chopping block here. <laughs> Why am I nervous? I know. But right? uh, but yeah, I totally get where it's like. Well, and what's weird is like you have to ask really tough questions to mm -hmm. these people, and then you feel like almost bad like asking the tough questions. Yeah. But like you have to ask the questions because if you don't, you 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 feel like you're being an irresponsible parent. Hold on mm -hmm. a second though. Yes. Kristen can ask the questions. What? She's an attorney. Yeah. Oh, cross-examine. Yes. I'm telling yes, you. Cross-examine. Deposition. She puts them in a deposition. deposition. Maybe you should put what like if, the light on them and, and like dark in the room. Videotape the depot in case they go back on what they right. said before. But nope, nope, no. Here, I have it right here. Yes, and exactly. I roll in like in a judge, like with a gavel, right yeah. when she rolls in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, wrong. That's that is funny. not what I said on your yes, intake exactly. form. Exactly. You posted this on social. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah. Literally, we this... had that issue because oh, because I didn't even one think... of, no, listen to this. This was so crazy. With one of the gals that we had, she had written on her thing that she does meal prepping. Which, by the way, we did not ask her to do any meal prepping. Like we kind of thought it was a little weird that yeah. like, hey, yeah, make a meal for us. So we never asked for it. But it was Thanksgiving night, and I had a bunch of people coming over, and Skylar was screaming, so I was holding her. So I was like, do you mind chopping some of the uh, Brussels sprouts? Like, Because I Because we had baby. invited her to stay for Thanksgiving. We even yeah. invited family her to stay. Family wasn't around, so she had no one to really go to. She said, stay and have dinner with us. Yeah. You know, you're watching the baby, but, you know, family's coming over, her brother with his kids and so forth. And so she had just asked her to, like, you know, take the mashed potatoes to the table for me. I'll take the baby. Yeah. Let's all get ready to eat. Well, we got this scathing text. <laughs> you made me meal prep. You made me meal prep, and that's I'm not like, part of my responsibility. It's on your freaking bio. I literally was like this. I was like, wait, what is she talking about? Meal prep? I've never made a meal prep. And then I thought about it, oh, and I, I was made like, her cut five Brussels yes, sprouts. Yes, legit. That and is then seriously. I had to go back to her profile, and I had to look, and I said, she said she does meal prepping. So what is she talking about? Like it was that chick weird. was off her stuffing, man. Like yeah. you really she have was to off like. Her <laughs> you have to really think about like the strangest of things. So so now here's the. The lesson and I'm going to give you some advice here. Here's the here's the lesson. First of all, always have a contract of exactly what you expect out of deliverables. Them. Like deliverables, yep. totally have a yeah. contract. Kristen can handle it. Have yeah. a it's an addendum to the contract. Have a yeah. non-disclosure form with them if you're a public figure because if you're ever let's say you're on a phone call and you're not even thinking about it because you're used to being in your own home and on a phone call and talking about numbers or a contract or something, always have them sign a non-disclosure yeah. and have like a large fee for them if they break it, like a fifty thousand dollar every fee or breach something if they break it. Of oh, this, that 
No, literally, this we've learned our lesson. This is that it could potentially damage us. Right. Because we have conversations about what's happening Absolutely. in you know, production or other projects that are in the works. Mm -hmm. They leak it, and now the, the press junket that could have went to you know 10 million people goes to the 50 on their Facebook page. Right. Yeah. And it's no longer news. So yeah. we've been damaged. Production's been damaged. I mean, all these things happen. So that's, that's why it's in there. It's like for every breach, it's a $50,000 penalty. That's actually genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anybody out there that's listening here, really, this is some good advice for you. Like if you're searching for a nanny, really sit down and talk about the expectations, write it out in the contract and ask the hard questions. You guys don't be afraid to ask the hard questions because when you're afraid to ask, you're going to regret it later. If something comes up and your baby's harmed or something goes wrong or, you know, like yeah. even if you think it's too taboo, even if it's too taboo, ask the, ask damn question. the question. Yeah. So I'm giving you that advice when you sit down and you interview your nannies, don't be afraid. And I know what you're saying because it was funny. I was a little nervous too, no, like, like going into the interviews. Cause it's, she, cause Kristen told me that she was like, you know, think about like some things that you want to bring up where I'm just like, gosh, I don't, I've never had to do this. Yeah. Like what I, and like, just kind of trying to think like about what, like we, we literally I photographed even, license plate on yeah. the car and we, we have took photocopies a of, their, of their insurance, photocopies of the driver's, the driver's license. license. You can do background checks. Yeah, yeah. Always do a background check. Well, your, your agency will do that for you. But here's the other thing. I asked a question that you might not even think about. Think about this question. We play a lot of praise music in the house mm -hmm. and I asked the nannies, are you okay with praise music? Because here's the truth. If somebody's coming to your home and they are atheists, let's say, and you, they're having to listen to praise music you all day. You forced your religion on me. I'm going to sue you. Well, oh either that. No, I didn't. Even, I wasn't going that far. Jeez, you just went to the really morbid that spot. Just, but That was right. But I know. But, but it my, happens. But my point being, happen. but my point being is that you want the person that's taking care of your child to be in a happy environment, right. to be in an environment that they feel comfortable, that they're happy. If they're on edge all day long because you're playing praise music in your home and they're atheists, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's questions like that that you might not have even thought about that like, hey, are you offended that we are religious? Are you offended if this, or you know, if we play the music? Little things like that that you would never even think to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I know. sorry, I there's need to just start, a little no, that's, side note I mean, that's, advice for you. That's great. I got to start racking <laughs> my brain on this. Yeah, I know. We need, we need Put to- Put on speaker. I'll ask the damn questions. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Nanny. Okay, I got one last question for you, and it's about this amazing beard that you are rocking right now, okay? So tell me, uh, first of all, I'm so curious how your baby girl does it, because she always grabs Slade's so, like, scruff here. I, it used to be longer. I had to trim it because it was in the danger zone. It was, was in the danger she zone. She was getting a, a Was she getting a big yeah. fist of it? Did she ever pull out any hair? Oh, yeah, yeah. She did? Yeah, because yeah, they're Which so strong. I was like, I've got to- So freaking strong. I had to knock off- Probably an inch and a half of this. And it like hurts when yeah. they like pull on it, right? And we have dogs that are sweet dogs, but they bark at everything. Yes. And every time they bark, Eloise just locks up. <laughs> and if I'm holding her, first thing she grabs, she grabs is right onto the, the beard. beard. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, I've it's trimmed so it up funny. a pretty good bit. So have you ever been clean shaven? I have. Uh, like when I when in college, I bartended like a nice restaurant. So yeah. like I had to be, be clean, clean shaven, shaven every day. Yeah. But uh, once I left that, I've... I, I, I usually like that would be about where I would keep it. Yeah, where this Slade is the is. minimum I'm allowed to do. Like I can't shave. I yeah, mean, she tells me I look creepy. There's something. He wrong looks with like you. he does. Look he looks is, legit creepy, wrong. and he looks like he's. That's like, a great look right there. Isn't I'm sharing. I'm look? sharing my photo from my mini series. I uh, love this. It was Texas Rising, which is on History Channel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it took a year. It took a year to grow that out. Yeah. Hair down to my shoulders. Uh, yeah. It was pretty solid. I mean, that's a that's a very strong look. Isn't that cool? I love you it. don't want to go. You don't want to go back with the long. No, that I told her. I, good. I, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, good. I grow. I grow up back out. Does your wife like the beard? She does. She does. So no. it doesn't get in the way of like making out. 
<laughs> right when we first, right when we first like started hanging out, yeah, like it would be funny because her like her lips would be just yes, like chapped. red. Yeah, like, that's the only thing I hate is because I love to make out with my husband. He's not my husband, but I call him my husband. I love to make <laughs> out with him, but like it legit hurts. I'm just like, ow. Is that like, why we don't make out more? Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if I shave when I do shave, you like that. Well, I love when you. You first like to make shave. out when I've shaved. I love to make out you close your eyes because if you look at me, you think if it's creepy. Oh my god, you are really dramatic right now. I close my eyes because that's what you normally do when it's you're my making feelings, out. Gretchen, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> okay, you want my eyes I open know, when I make out with you? Let's kiss, but you look creepy. Yeah. Or hey, grow your beard. It's super sexy, but don't touch me, man, because it oh bugs me. Oh my god. It's like, can I win? I can't win. Oh my gosh. I mean, How it's gotten to the point where I have to call my own name, Jordan. Now I gotta call my own name, and it's not right. Oh my gosh! I'm just Jordan. thinking now of like a makeout <laughs> session with like eyes wide open. Like that I would know, be... right? Wouldn't that be a little creepy and yeah. weird? Speaking Could be part of, of a new song, by the speaking way. Speaking of, yeah. how did you meet your wife? You said it was a good story. How did you meet your wife? So I was in New Orleans for a, my college roommate's wedding. Yeah, we and she was in New Orleans for a sorority sister's mm-hmm. wedding. Mm-hmm. Two totally separate weddings. We stayed at. The same hotel. Really? Yeah. So you had no clue you were it happened to be in no town clue. for the for weddings. Can yeah. you name the hotel? Yeah, Holiday Inn Express, home of Louisiana. I'm just making sure it's not the one. Actually, Gretchen. that is what? the coordinates to the hotel where we Wait, met. Wait, shut up! How cool is that? This is yeah. you guys. He has a necklace around his neck. It has the coordinates of it. The <gasps> longitude and latitude of where it's located. Wait yep. a minute, that is the sweetest thing I've ever yeah, seen in my life. Why don't you show me up, Jordan? I knew that was coming. I know it's coming. I always say that. I always should go and say like, hey, if you want a great idea, a gift idea. That is, no, but now I should sell them on your website. Good. That's actually a good idea. That's a good idea. I only asked the question because I wanted to be sure it wasn't the same hotel that Gretchen decided to pass out in. Or the same bar where we went to, was it a strip club? No, you brought me to the strip club, buddy. That is your fault. With the Prince of Dubai. Yes, the Prince of and Dubai. No way. She, she actually pushed the stripper off the yeah, stage. Yeah, I was very mad. Because I was drinking that night and I was really mad because the stripper was not doing her job right. So I kicked her off the stage and went up on stage. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but let's show you how to do how you guys I didn't, get, I didn't get naked, but I was very mad at the stripper. And then the, and yeah. then they were really mad at us. So then we got kicked out. It's a whole She got story. drunk. But, I had to leave her in the hallway. The door thing Yeah, it was like a whole thing. Just sleep it off. Just sleep it off. It's New Orleans. It's all good. Can we get back to this? I cannot. Okay, wait. Did you get? Did you come up with this idea, or did she? She did. Oh, darn this it! Because I was gonna say, if you did that, that is like man of the you, no. This is decade. That's award. pretty smart. Way out of way out of my league here, but uh, but wow. so I'm in the lobby. I'm in the lobby of the Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. Uh, and she comes walking through the door. Her and two of her friends, and she had this super long orange, uh, like sundress, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, he and remembers she, what she was wearing. Yeah, that's good. So she beelines. Now, I was in the lobby drinking from a, we were taking shots of Jose Cuervo tequila, not even like classy <laughs> tequila. Right? So I was pretty tuned up at the time. Yep. Yeah. And I go to the elevator and she's getting in the elevator and I jump in real fast. And I was like, hey, you know, we're down here hanging out. Uh, you should come back down and hang out with us. And there's somebody else in the elevator and he hits the button. And I was like, by the way, you know, where are you from? And we we're kind of talking for a minute. But she never hits one of the buttons. Oh. So like I hit the lobby again. So like we ride up, this guy gets off, and then we kind of ride back down. And we're in the lobby, and I walk out, and I'm expecting her to like follow me. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna go change, and I'll be back down in a little bit. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of thought that was going good. Yeah. Like, you know, we did an elevator was ride. Was this the blow up? Rode, rode the elevator up and down. <laughs> and long story short, 
they, she does eventually end up coming back down. We hang out that night. We go to New Orleans the next day to fly out, and I have a couple hours to kill. So me and my brother go to the quarter, walk into a bar, and her and those two girls are at the bar, at the same bar we randomly walk into. Wait, and did I was you like, give Whoa, her number that destiny. night before you left? No, before, oh, no. Oh, didn't. That's no destiny, Gretchen. Yeah. The universe brought them together. Okay, yeah. but tell me something. So you, do you that night you hung out with her at the bar. You yeah. liked her, and you were like, I like this yeah. chick. Like I, you I, were like, digging her. Why she, didn't you she, get her number? I just didn't. I just didn't think anything. I was just like, well, you know, like, you know, it was just a one time. You know, she's here for a wedding. I'm here for a wedding. Like whatever. And next day we go to New Orleans. I was like, whoa, that's that girl. And I go over, start hanging out with her. I ended up changing my flight to stay and hang with them no, that night. No, come on. You changed but, the flight. Yeah. That's how like stayed in, the stayed moment in. was. She she was actually dating somebody at the time. <gasps> uh, and you were but, hoping but, she were gonna single her up. Yes, I was. <laughs> that a boy. But. Uh, going to be a big hit in your future. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the the elevator story, why that was important. So the next day, we're down there, you know, hanging out. And we kind of like hit it off. And I was like, man, she likes me. I was like, you know, why did you, Liza, why didn't you come uh, to the lobby whenever I thought you were like, yeah, thought we had a good thing going there. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, literally, I know I forgot to leave the tequila on the table. So I was riding the elevator oh, with this up. bottle of tequila. That's even funnier. And I get out of there and she was like. What do you mean? She was like, "You creep me out." You, she's like, <laughs> "Shut up!" You ran onto the you, you ran onto the elevator with a bottle of tequila. <laughs> asked me to come hang out with you in the lobby, and she was I like, "I wasn't going to tell you what floor I was on." Yes, I. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's why she like, didn't push the button. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> she's an attorney. She's thought through it. That's so smart. Yeah. I did, I thought she really was enjoying the elevator ride too. with you. I was like, man, this is awesome. Oh like, my god! So here's so, what's really cool about this necklace, by the way. No, wait. Let me finish this thing though. What's so cool about this story? The woman thought he was creepy, and now she's the wife. Yep. I love this. You still think I'm creepy? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> What I was going to say, what's so cool about the meaning of the necklace yeah. is the universe brought them together at that same location twice. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's so significant. That's like, you guys didn't cool. get it the first time. Yeah. So the universe went up. Let's meet them up again. The good Lord was saying like, hey, bro, you missed that. You missed up. Here, missed I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance. That's fantastic. So then when you, so, okay. So then you went to the second meeting and were you not drunk at that time? You Were you more sober? No, yeah, yeah. The second time I like walked in and I was like. I was kind of looking over and I was like, oh, that is, that is her. And so I went, how did whenever, that, yeah, how'd that go? How'd just, that? Well, I mean, she saw me kind of walking over and she's like, know oh, how hey, it went, you know? Gretchen, there with child. Yeah. No, but here's, now what, we have baby no, but listen, here's my point is like, how do you go from I, this guy's creepy and then she sees you again and she's like, oh my God, he's stalking me. So no, no, no. She did come back down to the lobby. She just oh, didn't want to show me where, what Got her it. room That's was right. on. You so like, she was like, hey, I'm going to go change. And like, so she came down and like, we hit it off that night. Like she, you know, her That's and right. a couple of friends home. Okay, sorry. And then, um, and then just randomly in New Orleans that next day, we saw him. And um, so you got her number kinda, that time. I did. And you changed. Well, your I ended flight. up all crashing in their their hotel room because, <gasps> like, I I I, I was supposed to fly out that afternoon. And you changed your flight changed because where, of where hanging living? out with yeah. her. Did you? Did she was she was still in Virginia Beach at the she's time. In Virginia Beach. Did she time. know that you? Like, did you guys talk about I'm going to change my flight so I can stay here yeah, with yeah. you? Yeah, Like did. we were like we were. I, I'd got pretty tuned up since then because I mean, like they were they were staying already, so they were drinking, and so I was down there. I was like, "Well, I'll just drink with y'all and then leave whenever I have to." And I get in the car with my brother, and my brother's like, "Dude, why aren't you flying back? Like, you don't have any, you don't have to be at work till Monday, so why, why don't you just stay another night?" And I was like, "Oh yeah," so I just got him to turn around. Did you have the beard at the time? No, uh, 
It kind of like what Slate has. So did you make out with her that night? Don't no, lie. No, 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 no. That's what I'm it. saying. Okay. <gasps> but Real, I'm gonna, I, this, this is an important question before you answer that. Did you know? Yes, I did. At dinner that night, I was sitting. We were at uh, Pat O'Brien's in the quarter having dinner, and her phone was up next to me. And somebody sent her a message, and the background of her phone was her hugged up with this guy. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, I've been duped. Yeah. Yeah, like, because the picture of them both comes up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I see like her and, and this other guy like oh, no. way too close for like yeah. a brother and sister yeah. embrace. <laughs> and well, so I was certain, like. Certain parts of the country, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> certain parts of the country, buddy. <laughs> but I end up calling a buddy of mine. I was like, dude, I've made a huge mistake, man. I stayed back because I was into this girl. And then I just saw that she has a boyfriend. And she saw that I saw it. Oh, she, no. She, she like flipped, flipped it, it real over. quick. Yeah. And so I call him, who's on the other side of New Orleans. I was like, hey, dude, can you come pick me up? Because this is, this uh, this mission is done. Yeah. yeah. You know, and this mission. I love that it's a mission now. Like, and <laughs> yeah, but what a good board mission. A board yeah. mission. Yeah, see, he's such a good dude. Who? Jordan. Oh. Because he's like, oh, he nice. saw her with a guy Dude. and is like, okay, oh, no, then, you're right. like that mission, is, that mission is done. Yeah. And no, so I might have said, well, have you dumped him yet? <laughs> well, that, that, like, well, like I call my buddy. I was like, hey, man, can you come? I was like, can you come pick me up, man? Because like, you know, I'm not going to just. So wait, you did you leave the table, go to the bathroom and call like your friend? Yeah. Well, like whenever we left dinner, like we all just walked outside and I was just like, okay. yeah, I'm going to make a call real quick. Okay. And he he's like, oh, man, I can't come pick you up. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, well, dude, just just hang out with him. Like, you know, whatever. He's yeah. like, man, maybe she, I don't know, does she have any friends or anything? I was like, no. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a friend. Maybe he's gay. Yeah. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> maybe yeah. he's got good fashion sense. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he wears plaid. Yeah. Oh my God. Keep going. <laughs> so we, uh, we ended up hanging out the, the rest that night. I do like, at, at towards the end of the night, uh, when it's kind of shutting down, I was like, so do you have a boyfriend or anything? And she's like, oh yeah, but we're kind of like, she gives me like the, well, we're kind of in a rocky spot right yeah. now. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, we say goodbye. Seriously, nothing. We don't. No making no, out. No nothing. making out. Nothing. Uh, we, the next morning we're all kind of flying out at the same time. Uh, we do it. We change numbers then. Yeah. And I kind of just kept in contact with her that month. Just like random text of like, you know, Hey, saw this, like just doing anything to kind of keep, keep the conversation keep me in going. Front of, in, yeah. Um, and CMA Fest was that like almost a month later. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, hey, you know, y'all should come into Nashville. We're doing CMA Fest. Like, I'm playing a show. Like, you can come, you know. And she lands. I go meet her. And I just straight up asked her. I was like, hey, so are you still dating this guy? Yeah, like, you did this isn't just for me. Like, yeah. No. Oh. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to bank on the fact that she's still talking to me. She's keeping this, you know, thing alive. And um, and that's when she told me. She was like, no, it's it's pretty much done. I was yeah. like, okay. Because like, I, I didn't care for you to come over here to see my show. This is this, yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah, why. Exactly. That's not that's your intention yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so when when you asked, did you know? Are you talking about did you did he know in that moment of She's meeting her that night that she was the one? Did you know yeah, that yeah. night? Yeah. You did. Tell me why. What was it that made you know? I mean, as weird as it sounds, I've never had that much fun with with anybody in my entire life. Yeah. Like, and I grant it. Granted, like. I love New Orleans, like it's a special place, but yeah. like just the, I remember landing back in Nashville and just being like, wow, like there was really something, like yeah. I know that like that was like a random meeting and like it was kind of crazy, but like there was something, something which is why, different. and I'm not a guy that like was very like 
outgoing and like like I was not like didn't date a lot yeah. like kind of shy like you weren't this like player guy going no, around no like super it, yeah. shy like yeah I was total player it's <laughs> <was>, total player <laughs> just to throw that out there yeah but yeah like it was just one of those things where I just kind of felt something I'd never felt that with with anybody else before and even the 48 hours that we'd hung out yeah and now looking back on it she was saying the same thing she was like yeah that was just something and how something old special. were you when this happened this was just just I was 28 28 yeah Wow, because like, people always want to know what that is. What's what's the thing that makes you go? I know, you know. People are always looking for like that secret. Yeah. Um, you know, the secret sauce. The secret sauce of like what what made you know that that was the person? But it's hard to explain, right? Yeah. It's like it's really hard to explain. It's like when you know, you just kind of yeah. know. We had that moment. We had the same moment. We've known each other for twenty one years. Yeah. But together as a couple, just for eleven. We had known each other for ten years before we started dating. And when we first started dating, it was so weird because we we're like, this is really weird. Like we used to be really good friends, and now we're like making out. Like this yeah. feels really weird, you know. With your eyes closed. Yeah, with our eyes closed, <laughs> or open. I was encouraging the behavior. But, yeah. but yeah. no, it is weird because people say, how do you know? And it was four days into us hanging out that we both literally felt like we could say, I love you four days in. And we didn't say it because we were like, this is way too early. Like, how yeah. can you we say admitted I it love later. you? Right. We admitted yeah. it later that, that we wanted both to say it. Wanted to say felt it, yeah. it at it was the too same soon. moment on the car drive to Vegas. We felt it. But like, when people are like, how do you know? It's just so weird. I don't know exactly how to pinpoint it, but it's yeah. like, when you know, you just know. You see your future. You see everything with this person. Gretchen continued to work me a little bit, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally. not like hey. she didn't go on a couple dates and she's like, well, I got a hot date tonight. I yeah, I did. Go. I totally teased him. I like, like, I like the third night we were hanging out. Oh, I, was I can't like, hang out on Friday. Like, I've got a, oh, I've got a thing. Literally. I know I, I was left, with you all weekend I long. I left him I got on a date. Yeah, I got to go. Day. No, I left him on Valentine's Day. We'd hang out. We'd hung out for three days and I left him on Valentine's Day to tell him I had another date, which I really didn't have a date. I just told him I had a date. I had a date with my girlfriend. I technically wasn't lying because I had a date with my girlfriend, but I totally made him what? More because I played the little cat and mouse game, and then you them. just you probably all night you were just like, God, oh, totally, literally, totally and he called yeah. me like, like eighty-two right times, it. and I was like, oh my god, I'm having the best time ever. <laughs> this is what happens when you fall in love with a girl with a degree in psychology. Yes, oh. we know how to do reverse psychology. Yeah. They hide it. She hides the degree. <laughs> yeah, she pretends like, oh, I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Jordan, yeah. we are so excited we had you here today. Thank um, y'all for having me. Tell this us has been where awesome. people can find you and what's going on. New music. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to really... We're getting a little taste of the new music, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, and, and and then hopefully another album. I, I just have, I've been busy writing, so I'm hoping to put out a lot of new music this year. Awesome. And I love what you're doing too, because I love the collab with Julia Michaels. Love oh, her yeah. voice. It's yeah. so she, cool. She's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're creating some amazing stuff. It's super Thank impressive. You. So I really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you Where can people find you on social? Uh, Jordan Davis Official uh, on Instagram, which is kind of... My favorite platform that yeah. I use a lot, but uh, jordandavisofficial.com, and then that can link you to Twitter, Instagram, all that. Also, tour dates. Awesome. All the new stuff coming out. Awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough, Jordan Davis, for coming in today. If you guys have not heard his music, tune into it. It truly is incredible. I kind of love this. Like, I, when you say country, some people get turned off because there's not, uh, everyone's not country singers, but I got, I mean, country lovers, but I got to tell you guys something. You have a little bit of like a country pop flair to it. Can yeah, I yeah. say that? Is that no, true? Absolutely. Is that This right? will convert you. I think it'll convert absolutely. people. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, I feel like. It's a conversion of Jordan Davis. Because I got to yeah. tell you, he's not a huge fan of country. And for him to love your music that much, I was like, okay, I, I like, this guy's got something. And then I heard it and I was like, this is a little more country pop a little bit, yeah. right? 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways. She's calling me about something. I'm like, stop it. I'm listening to Jordan. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Jordan, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you On our episode of Not Too Taboo. Yay. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. So, you guys, every week we love to do the question of the week based off of what we talked about. And I think a really good question this week to ponder on is, you know, after hearing Jordan's story about how he literally gave up, you know, financial security, at least what he thought was financial security in, in, you know, the degree that he had studied and went into that career and that job. And he stepped away from it because he realized he wasn't happy in that space. And he realized he was going um, to go after something that really made him happy and look at what it turned into for him. I mean, it turned into this amazing career for him and became so much more than he ever even dreamed of it becoming. So I want you guys this week to uh, ponder um, you know, what you're possibly willing to step away from or give up or possibly, you know, reevaluate in your life that maybe you think is what's best for you, but ultimately it's not necessarily what you want or what your dreams are, what really makes you happy. You know, the question is, is, is what would happen if you decided to stop doing what you're doing today and wanted to shift your focus on doing what you love? Yeah. What would happen? Have you guys ever thought about that? Ponder that this week and get back to me on my social slades too, because now he's social. I'm so excited. You guys, he stepped up and he's like trying to be more social. I'm really excited about this. But I'm also being not too taboo. <laughs> what is your thing? Slade, what is it now? Your your Slade Smiley official. Slade Smiley official. On Instagram, I think it is. Yeah. There was a lot of Slade Smileys out there. I know. Creating fake accounts and writing some stupid crap. So we are Slade Smiley official. Okay. So check them out there. Send us DMs. Send us your, um, you know, messages all on our socials. You can find me at Gretchen Rossi. And tune in to another week of Not Too Taboo next week. And be sure to subscribe and download, you guys, because we're going to start doing some fun giveaways for those people that are subscribing and downloading. Which means you need to be listening to Not Too Taboo today. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.